time has come to relieve that pain, which will be better for me, but not so enjoyable for all of you. The Pain Clinic Pro Wrestling Talk Show. Can you feel the pain? wrestling fans welcome to the pain clinic for march 2nd holidays today it's uh let's see holidays today my voice just decided to go out on me there it's old stuff day whatever that means and reuben grill day so uh um yummy food old stuff day it's also aew revolution weekend uh and you've got the pain clinic right here 10 a.m. Uh, birthdays today, former WWE Women's Champ, uh, Deborah, Deborah McMichael, or Deborah uh, Williams, Steve Austin's ex-wife, Steve McMichael's ex-wife. Uh, Deborah is uh, 64 today. Happy birthday, Deborah, former WWE Champion. Pankling's brought to you by Salvatore's Old Fashioned Pizzeria, Palmer's Food Service, and Don't Delight Empire at Culver. Interested in roller derby? Want to be a skater, officiate? Rock City Roller Derby needs you. Contact recruitment at rockderbyrecruitment at gmail.com and join Rock City Roller Derby. If you're in the men's team, it's Flower City Fear. F-L-O-U-R, flowercityfear.com. Check out Flower City Fear game March 23rd at the uh, formerly known as the Main Street Armory. I'm not sure what it is now, but uh, we'll be having three games that day, two juniors, one men's game. You can see... Your favorite uh, pain clinic host, Cashman, or one of your favorites, uh, they're announcing the whole weekend. Welcome to the show. I'm your humble host, the Cashman. I'm joined by DC Dan Cole. How's it going this morning, DC? It is going. Good morning, Cash. Hey, I got the video turned on this week a little bit earlier than last the last few weeks. I got to wake up to that thing. Um, it's because Cartman's in the back there. Uh, he's always, you know, caused me problems. But uh, nice to see you. How's the weather down there? I can't complain. Uh, we definitely have more steady weather than you're having in uh, New York. I don't know. You know, it's like winter one weekend and summer the next week and then winter, then summer. And we are joined by the uh, the artiste, Rob Sanderson. How are you doing this morning, Rob? I look like a flag. Good morning. You do. Uh, you do. <laughs> yeah. Just another... I don't, on the Saturday mornings, they're like these Windows updates mornings, and I don't understand what's going on, but I'm here. Hey, hey, Good hey. morning. Welcome. Um, we're here to talk about a lot of things this morning, as well as uh, AEW Re- Revolution is tomorrow night, uh, Sting's last match, uh, as well as we've got a lot of buildup going towards WrestleMania. We had some unfortunate passings away, this or dying this past week of a few wrestlers. And, uh, but we might as well jump right into it and let's talk about, since we've got the, you know, the big paper, the big pay-per-view Sunday night stings last match in AEW. We got AEW revolution, uh, this past Wednesday, 
we got to see Sting on a string again for the first time in a long time um, at the end of the show. Sting on a string. Uh, I didn't think they were doing that anymore, but then I saw a recap of all the stings on a string. Uh, someone did online, and it was interesting because he's done it quite a few times. Um, but that was neat, kind of like flashing back to, uh, you know, WCW sting and everything. And uh, it's a big deal. I mean, it's going to be the main event now, I hear. It's going to be the last match of the night. Uh, it is, you know, I mean, there are going to be some guests there. Obviously, Ric Flair will be there. We just heard... Just heard yesterday that uh, Magnum TA, who a lot of you may not know Magnum TA, but he was uh, uh, back in WCW and uh, NWA before that. He was like uh, he was like a, a, a guy who was built up to be a champion. He was like six seven, muscular, gigantic, kind of like Kevin Nash, very Kevin Nash looking like. You know, uh, and uh, unfortunately, he got in a terrible car accident. Which, if you saw the dark Wait, side of the six, ring, seven. Well, okay, I don't know how tall he was. Six five. I don't know. He was. He was. No. He was a big dude. He was bigger than most everybody else. So, but uh, okay, he may not have been six seven. I'm not sure exactly how tall he was, but uh, he was. Uh, but I mean, he was like he was a guy who was like the the guy who was supposed to be the future of the business and unfortunately a terrible car accident took him out of the business when he was U or when he was uh nwa united states champion yeah because that's as high as he went but uh big but he was a huge deal and like i said there's a dark side of the ring i believe about his car accident and but uh, it's not all bad news for him you know he left the business but then he sired a son who would go on to be hangman adam page <laughs> yeah well yeah they uh certainly have that uh, similar mustachio facial hair thing looking but he uh yeah he uh he's gonna be there i'm sure there'll be some other people there and stuff but uh this last week was the big push for the pay-per-view um, how do you feel about the push, DC? I mean, you're going tomorrow, right? You're going to be there. Like, okay, setting aside the the fact that I'm, A, excited because I get to go because it's literally like 10 to 15 minutes down the road for me. This is one of the better cards they've put together in quite some time. Like, I am, I don't think there's a single match on there that I'm, no, I don't have some sort of interest in. Excellent. I think that, uh, yeah, it is a solid card. They've done a good job of building it up. Um, obviously, if it's Sting's last match, I don't suspect Sting will be walking out with the uh, tag titles after the show, but. I'm No, I'm calling the swerve. He's winning. Okay. Calling Swerve, he's winning. Uh, we'll, we'll see on that. But, uh, yeah, it's a solid card. Might as well go through it while we're talking about it because the card is uh, pretty exciting. Uh, it uh, it definitely uh, – it, it's it's going to be – you know, it's a Sunday pay-per-view too. So, last time they've done – they did one, it was on a Saturday. And uh, I, I like – I kind of like uh, the idea of doing it on Sunday nights once in a while. I mean, you know, I don't care if I'm a little overtired if it goes long. As long as it's not one of those Tony Khan, you know, after midnights that ends up, you know. But uh, this is uh, – so this is the card. And, you know, uh, unfortunately last week we talked about the – what was it called again? The meat match? The uh, – Meat madness. Meat madness that unfortunately got changed uh, due to – I have no idea because everybody who – They still could have easily done meat madness. Yeah, because Meat Madness is, is like most of the guys are in that same match that was going to be Meat Madness, you know. 
most of them. But uh, we had that. We have like Warlow taking on Powerhouse Hobbs. Those are two guys who were in that match versus Lance Archer, three guys who were in that match. Uh, and, in fact, the reason they canceled it was because there was people who weren't even mentioned in the match that they wanted to have in the match but uh, had to cancel due to, like, injury. Like Miro, for instance. Miro was, at, you know, you know, rumored to be in that match. And then Miro, you know, obviously Miro was, you know, uh, came out this week. And we'll talk about that in a little bit about what Miro had to say. But Miro was not going to be in the match. But we get uh, Lance Archer, Chris Jericho, obviously doesn't have anything to do on the pay-per-view. Yeah. Hook, Brian Cage, and still two to be determined to make it an eight-man scramble for a shot at the AEW championship. So, uh, interesting. You know, I mean, two unknowns that will probably be what, at least two of the people or one of the people that were supposed to be in the Meet and Madness match. But, uh, uh, that you know, is this match better than Meet Madness? You know, I don't know. Uh, it's well, a, it, it all depends. It's a scramble, you know. It's like. But like, it's are we talking like? No. <laughs> not are better. we talking back in the day like the WWE Championship scrambles, which I thought was a great match idea, but they only did it that once and never brought it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Eight men is too many. Um, I scrambles are something that happen on almost every indie show these days. Um, as quite honestly, a way to get most of the people on the card that you want to get on the card. Um, and they showcase a lot of the high flyers and stuff like that. Usually those are capped out at six people, uh, eight people in this, especially with some big guys in the match. Um, there's just going to be too much going on to follow. I, it makes no sense. There's no, like a lot of people are critical of AEW because it's just like matches that don't have any buildup and stuff. And I'm fine with that. Like wrestling can be just matches and good matches and stuff. Yeah. This is just feels like, oh, well, um, we need something for Jericho. Um, I, Seriously. Like, Seriously. No, like yeah. you had three people announced for Meet Madness. All three are in this match. Yeah. So the whole talk of like, oh, we got to do that. Like, yeah, sure. Maybe he wanted to add other people. But like when that Meet Madness match graphic went out, it was just three people. There were no mystery spots on the graphic like there are right now for this match, which leads me to believe that maybe it was just supposed to be those three, which is disappointing because there are other people who are still not in this match who would fit very well in a Meet Madness match. Um, So I don't get it. And honestly, like there are some people in that match that I really do like quite a bit but i don't care about that match on paper compared to the rest of i mean what you're just saying this is one of the best cards they've ever put together and this match just doesn't make any sense let's, it's a, let, it's a throwaway. Yeah. let's just say wardlow had a great uh a great uh promo two weeks ago and uh and, and to build off of that he gets thrown into this so i don't know i mean you know it's I think that the, the problem they had with him before is probably the same problem that's going on right now. You know, I mean, uh, but, and by the way, uh, Rob, we didn't get your thoughts on that, but you remember uh, Wardlow's promo two weeks ago on uh, Dynamite? So I do, and I, I guess my best way to respond to that is that I totally understand why so many people loved that promo. He He did deliver it very well. 
I personally didn't like it just because I I don't know like it. Why? Because he was talking he about was, punk, you know, he's talking about someone who's not there anymore, or talking about I don't know. Yeah, just the things he was saying, like the content that he went with, and the like. A lot of it just seemed unoriginal to me, um, and just kind of I don't, not forced, but I just didn't. I don't know. I I hate to say it, but I mean, for a while, I've been completely out on Wardlow, and honestly, I'm completely out on a lot of these guys that are in this conversation about like meat madness and that kind of stuff too. Um, and that's not always their fault. Like some of these guys have had to deal with some awful booking. Um, and I'm not going to jump the gun, but I don't like before the comments yesterday. Before any of that, I've been out on Miro for a while too. I'm sorry. I don't care. Sure. Like there's no there's no appeal there left. Like he's he's a good wrestler, but he is not a top of the card person to me. I'm sorry. I the only thing I think about Miro is the last and Warlow's time, not either. The last time Miro got a run was when he lost the title in Rochester to Sammy Guevara. That was a mm-hmm. long time ago. It was a very long time. That was a long time. Two and a half years. Yeah. And I don't remember him much since then, you know, except for the Redeemer, you know, promos and stuff that that came up, but never anything. And he came out, and we might as well talk about it right now, is Tony Khan, uh, of course, was doing his media rounds this past week. And Tony talked about how that he had originally wanted to have Miro in there and somebody else in the match, too. And then uh, Miro came back and said, that's funny. I've been out. I've been injured since, what, September? And uh, I've only been getting treated for my injury since January. And it's like, uh, so he was kind of like, you know, you know, he said, he said against Tony Khan, which I guess is the owner of your company. But then Miro did say at the end of his, of his, at the end of his statement, he said, uh, go buy tickets and go see Sting anyways, please, please go see Sting. So, uh, but he did say that, you know, uh, he goes, he obviously Tony doesn't know that I'm injured, which I, you know, I don't know if that's a smart thing to say in so on social media when he probably does, you know, and maybe Tony is just, I don't know, Tony, I don't, he, sometimes Tony will talk a lot of stuff and, you know, none of it really would, could ever have happened, you know, and that's definitely one of them. So, but what do you think about that, about the little uh, comeback from Miro yesterday after Tony Khan doing his media rounds? I'm not a Tony Khan apologist, yeah, but there are things that like he people are quick to jump down his throat on a lot of different things. Um, I, you know, like Miro has dealt with some weird booking and stuff like that. I think the problem is, is that we got to a point around the time when Miro came in that that company has so much talent that there are so many people that could be a top guy or top girl in that company, but there are only so many spots at the top of the card. And a lot of them all feel like they deserve to be that person. Um, To me, like Miro has had some good matches and his match with Andrade at the end of the year was a good match. Um, But I don't like he had a he had a good run with the TNT title. And to me, like he could be somebody like, does he want to be in world title matches that he loses? Or would he rather win mid card matches and meet madness matches and stuff like that? Um, there's just been nothing that's really like done it for me. Like the, the promos didn't really do anything. Uh, like CJ Perry coming in. I don't see the point of, there's a lot of stuff that it's just like, there's other things going on. And I, if you're on the company payroll, like he's making a lot of money to do a lot of nothing is basically how I look at it. And, um, the tweet was very, it was still pretty vague 
It wasn't specifically mentioning names and things like that. But it's just a bad look. Like some of these people have been so disgruntled with stuff that like I I feel differently about Andrade because Andrade felt the same way or maybe worse. And he got in backstage fights and he was miserable with a lot of things and stuff. But he put on some bangers in AEW. Like he was putting on much more entertaining matches, in my opinion, than Mira was for at least what I like to watch myself personally. But like you've got like AEW was special in the beginning because it was a it was a team player type thing. Like they were on there was a smaller roster that had a group of people that wanted to like revolutionize things together and all this stuff. And then it got to the point where it's like every free agent that we can get, we're going to bring in. And now there's way too many people on the roster. There's still way too many people on the roster and there's not enough rotation of the people on the roster Um, that I understand being disgruntled and stuff like that, but that's not the way to go about things. And this isn't the first time around this has happened. And I just, I don't know how he rebounds from this other than when his contract's up, going back to WWE and seeing if they do more than pop him for an initial appearance and then forget about him. Well, you know, Andrade is kind of like in that boat right now there, you know. I mean, I mean, they obviously have something for him when they started, you know, they had a backstage segment, but he they did pop him for the Royal Rumble, obviously. But, yeah, you know, I was wondering, C.J. Perry, they brought C.J. Perry in, and C.J. Perry was teamed up with Andrade, and then Andrade's gone. What do you do with C.J. Perry now? And I think, you know, uh, you know, it's it's, you know, there's just a lot of different things, you know. I have an idea. Finish some of the stories you're working on before you move to something else. You know, I mean, that's for sure they should do. They shouldn't, you know. Uh, and I think we're going to get a lot of things ending at Revolution here tonight. So, I, or tomorrow night. So, I'm at least. What I'm they going- need to do, and it's a broken record, is stop having anybody on the roster appearing more than once a week. And, and really stop having anybody on the roster wrestling more than every other week. You have to rotate more. You have plenty of TV time, but for that big of a roster, I don't want to see every show opening up with John Moxley's music or somebody I really like in Orange Cassidy's music or whatever. Like there's no rotation of this. There are so many people that like, it'd be like, oh yeah, they, they work there. I forgot about them. I forgot about them. I forgot about like Tony forgot about them. Like it's, it's so overkill on stuff and they're doing more and more WWE like things that I will every time point this out. Like, did we need the three on three match on Dynamite combining two matches that we're going to see on the pay per view with FTR uh, and the Blackpool Combat Club and stuff? Like, stop doing. There's another one of those, like an eight man tonight on Collision. Stop doing that stuff. Like, give me something else. Let me see somebody who's either not on the pay per view or let me see something that, like, sets up the pay-per-view, gets you hyped for the pay-per-view without giving away the match. Uh, And honestly, this is a little bit of a different situation and it's more understandable, but that's kind of how I feel about The Rock and Roman Reigns against Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins the night before Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns. Yeah. On the same weekend, on the same show. Yeah, yeah. I don't I do not want to see Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes touch on night one. I yeah. don't want to see it. There was Save rumors, it for night two. There and there was rumors of that going back. We're talking going back a month for that that to be happening on the pay-per-view as well. And now you know, I mean, it doesn't say it's still gonna happen because we got a few weeks to go, but uh The Rock came out and you know, 
It's going to get to that later, but I do. If you it know. changes again, then I want to walk away from it. Yeah, I don't think you can change you, you, it again. You can't keep doing this. Because there's probably people that are buying tickets right this second because of that match being mentioned last night. I bought tickets to Revolution because of Meat Madness, and now look where I am. <laughs> well, you kind of get Meat Madness a little bit in the beginning. It's okay, though, because yeah. I don't, like, There, there's a lot on Revolution. We are all over the place, and it's probably mostly my fault. It's okay. Um, we'll go back to Revolution <laughs> here in a second. You, you're getting Christian and Garcia. You're getting all this stuff. I don't care. Like if that if Revolution was literally one match, and it was Kanosuke Takeshi against Will Osprey, yeah, buying my ticket. Yeah, I, it's all I that is that. my main yeah. event for three hours. Care. I don't need anything <laughs> else. And no disrespect to Sting, or Diana, or anybody else. I mean, the the card is loaded, but that one match alone, take my money. Yeah, I'm gonna move up to we did talk about that. So that's probably gonna be the kickoff match. And 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 you're right, it's a way to get. Uh, Chris Jericho in a match on the pay per view. That's I think honestly, you know, it's it's like they're like you know, and they're like WWE does it too at WrestleMania. They'll have like the battle royale on the pre show or whatever, so that everybody gets a payoff, a little bit of a payoff. That's what this is for. Get everybody, you know, I mean, people that you've had on TV in a bunch in the last month that don't have a match on this pay per view, you're gonna just put them into one big match and. Uh, and who knows, you know, sometimes it steals the show, sometimes it doesn't. So I guess we'll hey, see. I mean, there are positives to it. I, I will say, like, uh, I am a Lance Archer guy. I'm really happy to see that he's got a match one way or another on this pay-per-view. Um, I will say, like, I've avoided spoilers for last night's Rampage and tonight's Collision. And watching Rampage last night, the finish of the main event was the first time in so long that I was like, oh, when when the three count happened and I was just like I wasn't expecting that winner and Magnus beat Matt Seidel yeah uh for a match which now determines later on determined who was going to be in this yeah, eight man scramble yeah um so now there's one spot left which gets determined in the tonight yeah. uh the three way tonight yeah um, so yeah but yeah. there's there's I mean there there's talent in that match for sure I just think there's going to be a lot going on that either some people are going to have to be playing dead for 10 minutes on the outside or what? Like, there's just, there's so much in that match. There is, there is, and it's, and you know, and <laughs> I like that the playing dead because that happened a lot in the uh, the elimination chamber. If you got to see any of those matches uh, last weekend, we will talk about that in a second. But uh, yeah, that and then, well, then let's, let's just go through the matches and uh, you know, like you, like you said, Osprey Takashita, uh, they're going to be that's going to tear the house down. Uh, I love how they. Can I please fantasy book that match? Yes, go ahead. I was gonna say I loved how they set it up uh, last on Wednesday. They, you know, a good thing. Will Osprey wins? Obviously, yeah, yeah. And then Takeshita takes out frustrations on him post match. Okay. And the family turns on Will Osprey. Oh yeah, yeah. And then oh, without without and then doubt. The, and then the coin drops. <laughs> There we go. I mean, yeah, I. It's time for that coin to drop it in is. the next week, you would think, and, and and not to not to be all over the place again, but that's too big of a name and too big of a moment, I think, to happen on Dynamite. I agree, and the Warner Brothers Discovery executives would would dispute that, um, but the crowd that will be there in the Greensboro Coliseum will pop for it 
better yeah, 16, than the crowd plus already wherever where they have win that or something. I don't even know where they are this week for dynamite, but uh, yes, I, I totally, I mean, I, I don't know where you go like storyline wise from there. It doesn't matter um, one way or another. I think, I think everybody thinks that Osprey's out of the Callis family after well, he looked like he, uh, he looked weekend, like, as he, he should be. Yeah. It looked like he was working his way out when they were in the ring. So, you know, my, you know, it's only, it's only makes sense, you know, and plus there's other people. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, you can imagine the feud between Osprey and them for like the next few months, you know, just to get people used to Will Ospreay in AEW because you don't got to throw him into like a, a main event thing immediately. I mean, he's definitely made event talent, but you know, you want, you could ease him in by like just destroying that family for a month or two, you know, but he's too, and he's too over to have him working as a heel. So he's got to get away from the Cal family. Um, I, I think he's somebody that he's the type of talent that could get over regardless, but, I don't want to see him established full time on the roster as a mid card guy. I think he is somebody who should be immediately put in at least some main event matches to establish. This is a guy that can be on this level. And when you see him win the AEW world title, it will seem like something that was always going to be a possibility because he's always been booked as a main eventer. Um, I think you have to have him in upper level stuff. Um, cause yeah. honestly, I, I do, I think he's going to be world champion before the end of 2024. Um, and that's how I would book it. I think he is the best wrestler in the world right now. Omega was in that conversation, but unfortunately injury stuff and whatever, like he's not active. He's not eligible for that discussion in my opinion right now. Um, and I'm really like that. That's the thing is there's so much to criticize right now in wrestling, but the fact that AEW is getting Will Ospreay full time. You've got Okada and Mercedes Monet around yeah. the corner. Okada's coming free. I mean, you th- you're pretty sure Okada's AEW. Yeah. Then. yeah. You've got a huge crowd okay. tomorrow with Sting's retirement. You've got The Rock back in WWE doing all this stuff. Like, it's, it's really is a really good time for pro wrestling right now. I mean, not just like year by year. I mean, everything's gotten hotter recently, but like literally right now, like these next couple months, like it's on fire. Um, so. It's good for everybody. Definitely. And, and uh, I think a lot of people, I mean, we've seen Osprey wrestle on AEW before, but, but uh, you know, I don't think we've seen the best of Osprey yet in AEW, and that's for sure. And, I mean, after, you know, especially after those couple oh, – You couple, know, you, you had him at Wembley working Chris Jericho, so. Yeah, well, yeah, no, that, yeah, that, then, you know, that was – Hopefully uh, he gets a better opponent this August. <laughs> uh, so beyond that, we also got FTR taking on Moxley and Claudio. Uh, which you mentioned earlier, they had the three-way going on. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, they just yeah. had that six-man tag. I don't. <laughs> I now don't care about that match. Yeah. It'll be really good. Yeah. But I'm sure uh, we got uh, Orange Cassidy taking on Roderick Strong for the AEW International Championship, and that's uh, been built up really well. It is, and they really, been, really and, well. And uh, Orange Cassidy has been getting jumped left and right in that whole series, and I think. You know, you know, it was. Uh, I think this is, yeah, definitely built up very well. But they're also building up. I mean, obviously, Orange Cassidy. Uh, you know, they do the injury thing with his back and whatnot. And obviously, Roderick Strong is, you know, the uh, the, the greatest uh, uh, suplexer on the planet. So we will see. We'll see where it comes down to. But that's going to be an exciting match because I know Roddy can work. And I mean, you know, besides his limited acting ability by yelling at him out, um, you know, I think that. Uh, I think that this that's going to be all these matches are just like sweet. I you know, 
Because up next, I got, it's yeah. it's no surprise over the years on this show. Like I, I I'm not a big Roddy fan, but I respect his in ring ability, and this this needs to be a title change. He I mean, needs to. I think there's got to be there's got to be a couple title changes. I think Garcia needs to take the from Christian Cage too. I think Garcia is going to win the Garcia is going to win the title after some interference from Adam Copeland. See, I think there's a very good possibility of that. Yeah, yeah. And Adam Copeland kind of playing the tweener the last time we've seen Adam a few times. Uh, it'd be interesting to see. Maybe he'd have his explanation would be, I just want to take the title. I'll take it off of you, Garcia, if I can't take it, if I don't take it off I, of Cage. I think he's got unfinished business with Christian, and that business does not need a title in the picture, so it's perfect. It's a win Correct. for everybody. It'll, it'll go all the way to all in, I'm guessing. So that's what I think. I, I think I said that last week. So Kingston and Danielson, and uh, for the uh, whatever it is, Continental Crown Championship, and then if Danielson loses, he must shake Kingston's hand, um, which I kind of – Does that did. have to be a title change? Because I, I, I just can't – Danielson's had so many losses, and I and I'm happy every time that Kingston gets a big win. But I feel like this has got to be a title change too, and that's a big deal. If if Danielson is holding, like, does that mean then that like Brian Danielson would be defending the Ring of Honor World Title at Temple in a few weeks at the at Supercard of Honor? Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Brian well, Danielson back there, like, absolutely. Let me please. ask you: Do you think Nigel's commentary is going to lead to a match between him and Brian Danielson? At all in, hundred percent. You think it's it would have happened? Up? It would have happened last year if Brian wasn't injured. Yeah, yeah, hundred so, percent. And yeah. I and Nigel's commentary is so good. It is. His it's so entertaining. I the, that was one of the best hires that they could have made. Clam uh, putting him in that spot. It's Clam so, It's so entertaining. <laughs> and yeah. Christian Cage, like uh, everything he said, like it's gold. I, uh, and, it, and it's I like too when he calls out Shivani too because I love Shivani I really do, um, but he's had a lot of errors as of late, and I love that like Nigel's one of the people that's not afraid to call him out on nope. stuff and correct things. And actually, Tony told Nigel to shut up because he was going too far on something last week. So I thought that it was in, I like that dynamic between them. You know, I like Nigel as an announcer. I really wish he was on all the time. You know, but it's, it was nice to have him last night for for Rampage. Yeah, um, yeah, he's. I mean, there, there's so much, he's always been really good at everything within the business. Um, and it's unfortunate that so many of his, what would have been prime years were lost. Um, it'll be really good to potentially see him back in the ring again for the first time forever. But man, I mean, he's really, he could have, he did a lot of really good stuff. He had some amazing stuff in ROH, even some great matches as Desmond Wolf. Um, great stuff on commentary, but I mean, really, like, had he been healthy, he could have been one of the all-time greats. Oh yeah, I mean, he was doing our matches in Ring of Honor when he was the natural champion, walking around with that iron in his hand, you know. And everyone forgets about that with him when he first came up. He used to have a prop and everything, but uh, yeah, he. But he's just an. I mean, I just think he's a great commentator too, and I love when he you know, he calls out people's stuff, you know, all the time, you know, and. Uh, and it's, it's he's a fun guy, and I I, I just want to see how the the path will go into which these two, maybe you know Brian Danielson will get sick of him after a while. He goes, I've been listening to your commentary, and it's like you know, I have a feeling. So an interesting thing to think about, real quick, with uh, Nigel on commentary, and then I think of um, Wade Barrett and recently Kevin Patrick and others. It it seems to me like these major companies are making an effort to include some non. American voices on commentary 
which I really think is a smart idea for like their worldwide TV presence yeah. on that too. Like, I do think that that's something that maybe doesn't ever really get talked about, um, that it helps bring in like somebody that can be watching collision in the UK and they feel represented. They feel like they're not just watching an American TV show. I think that's a really big deal. Like WWE has made so many strides in the past decade, specifically with growing their presence in India and a bunch of places, on that and i think like in terms of the big business and stuff i just want to give a shout out to that because i think i think it's really cool that like these companies are all giving more of that representation than maybe they used to oh i agree i agree i think it's and, and, and it could be expanded more too and who knows maybe it will be you know uh but i think that uh, yeah speaking of commentary booker t was back this week too you know with nxt he had been gone for a few weeks but yeah no i agree i agree i like and uh and nigel but i and nigel was NXT right? He was doing the commentary in NXT for yeah. a while, and yeah. he and he was. I thought he was fantastic over there yeah. as well. And it's unfortunate that uh, he was one of the cuts when they were cutting people. But now I heard back before he like was put on the air here that that he was definitely uh, uh, he definitely got uh, the okay <clears throat> the okay to to wrestle again and to and he's trying to get back in shape because he wants to wrestle again. So you can definitely see where that path is going, you know, with uh, Brian Danielson, which. Believe me, Brian Danielson, when when he, he plays a, a – a, a, people love him still, but he plays – what a jerk he plays when he's like, you know, I mean, he gets, you know, some of the stuff he does in the ring. But, I mean, it's intentional. I understand that, you know. But it's like but people still love him. It doesn't matter whether he's – you know, they've been booing him for 10 minutes. They'll still do the yes thing with him right after, you know, a match and stuff. So and We're in a different era. I mean, I kind of like that stuff. That Like, you, you see a bunch of these guys that have heel tendencies, but – they don't have to go 100% that way and they still get appreciation from the crowds and stuff like that. We see a lot of that these days where we never used to. Um, and I think that's, that's a good thing too. So, um, and, and yeah, I mean, it seems as though Nigel's been ready for a while and I kind of like that they're maybe holding off his big in-ring return for Danielson potentially. I mean, that, that makes that match so much bigger than having him, do some random match on rampage next week or something. So and it's definitely something that probably the co confrontation won't happen in the ring. So they, there hasn't been a lot of like uh storylines and stuff that we've been following backstage too much in AEW beyond interview segments, nothing, no cameras following people and stuff or anything. I can see where they, maybe they would get into a little bit of that with storytelling with those two guys. But uh, also on the card, we did mention Christian Cage and Daniel Garcia for the TNT Championship. I got to think with the exposure Daniel Garcia has been getting in the last, like, oh, I don't know, three months or so, that this is uh, an inevitability. And it could it could even be that Christian Cage's own guys screw up and, and cause him to lose the belt. But it uh, depends on where they want to go with Christian and his family after this. But it could be Edge, too. Edge has been, like, you know, AWOL for a while. So, um, but I think, I, I hope that, you know, I mean, I would be disappointed if that doesn't happen in this pay, on this pay-per-view. I will be very happy if Garcia gets that belt. Um, and especially, I mean, like that, that is a belt specifically that is always going to be one of the more special ones in wrestling uh, for a lot of us too and stuff but I mean if he comes up with a pay-per-view win over Christian Cage in maybe Christian's best run of his career too um, that's gigantic for Garcia so I really hope that happens yeah DC I mean DC you're gonna be there so <laughs> uh, I agree and I'm with Artiste I, I think this is one of those times where they're gonna have such a hot crowd doing some of these title changes 
it's going to be unbelievable reactions and moments. So uh, this is, if, if no other title changes hands, this should be the one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause the next up on the list is Tony storm and Deanna Peraza. And, uh, They've had their moments crossing each other, you know, backstage interview style and stuff like that. But we're going to get them, you know, and they are, were a team at one time, right? I think Tony Storm and Deanna, uh, was it with WWE or was it with TNA? I can't remember. Well, uh, they, I mean, they were like best friends. They're working in the same places. They worked in stardom together for a while yeah. and stuff too. Um, they were in NXT at the same time. Yeah. Um, I think this is another match where again, like at, but going into all these previous AEW pay-per-views, it's just like, okay, they threw this card together in the past week. No, this, this one has had time to build up. This match has been built up so well. There's a lot of anticipation for that. Um, and I, I would change this title here too. I think you've brought, they brought in Deanna and immediately put her into a primary role in that division. And there's no reason to not have her on top of it right now. And just, show i mean then you build up maybe to her and mercedes soon and stuff but um tony's character doesn't really need the belt she can be more distraught when she loses it and get the lipstick more all over her face <laughs> and, and some of the things that she said has just been so I, some of the most ridiculous things we've ever heard in promos and stuff and yeah. they pop me every time i mean yeah. she's doing such great work i yeah i thought she was saying heal things but the crowds were going nuts over it so hey you know what kudos and plus deanna's first day they they, they had a confrontation with tony storm so you knew that, that this was coming you know and that uh, you know and of course they kind of had time to backstory it a bit so they know that they had a relationship before you know before this actual match. So I think that th this is set up very well. I'd love to see Deanna take it. Um, you know, I've, you know, a lot of people hate, it. it's like, well, I don't want to see someone the first time they're, they're taking each other on and a company lose immediately. But it seems like nowadays you don't get a lot of return matches. We did at first a lot with AEW with all their pay-per-views. So there were so many return matches and like in the last year, but most of the time it's like you get one and done, you know, and it's like, and then, you know, they, they don't get, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a way, like, with this, you could have, you definitely could have Luther and Mariah help Tony win. I mean, you've got that uh, naturally there. And, and you know, maybe that is the better route to go, because uh, if Mercedes Monet comes in, she's she's immediately going to have the top attention within the women's division. And so whether or not that means that she's immediately going to be challenging for that AEW women's world title, I, I mean, I would I would think it's not far off. And so maybe that is better for her to come in and challenge a heel uh, like Tony Storm on that because you know Mercedes is going to get a huge reaction at least at first. I think she can work heel there, but it's not going to work in the immediate, like the next month or two. Um, so maybe Deanna gets screwed over. Um, but either way, I think that's uh, that is definitely one of the matches I'm most looking forward to tomorrow. Yeah. What about Britt Baker too? I mean, you know, one, if if you bring in you know Mercedes Monet. Britt Baker's coming back soon too, you know? So, I mean, you got, there's some, there's some people there. Well, the other name I really would like to see pop back up tomorrow or Wednesday or soon is Jamie Hayter because she should be around the time ready to come back. And I really hope she can get that momentum back that she had before she got hurt. See, that's going to make the women's division, the best division in wrestling, uh, in uh, all of wrestling. It's going to be stronger than it's ever been yeah. in AEW for sure. Oh, without, um, yeah. Without and that's, that's a good thing. I mean, yeah. And there's still, in my opinion, there's still a few people that are 
over on ROH that are just waiting for the call up, so to speak, too. Um, but it's going to be the strongest talent wise that division has ever been. Um, time to start booking it like that, though. And, and there, there have been improvements in that for sure. But there's also too much, like, I'm pretty sure Thunder Rosa has another squash match tonight. Um, her and Serena have been doing that stuff recently. And, um, yeah, there's been some match, some shows where there's been like two women's matches, but they combine to be the total time of like one other match on the show. Like, yeah, there's a lot of room for improvement on that stuff. But I think and, and they've been building Willow up. Time to... They've been building Willow up on uh, Collision and uh, Sky Blue. Are uh, you know, uh, there's been a few people who've been getting like runs on just Collision, and uh, which is not a problem because. Uh, but it's, it doesn't seem like collision. The the women's runs on collision are like leading to anything on this pay per view. So, well, at least so they they added a zero hour match as of last night. Okay, uh, women's tag there with uh, was that Julia and Sky against Willow and Chris. Okay, which will be I mean that's been built up. That'll be really good. Um, it should be on the main card in my opinion. There's only one women's match on the main card, which for that long of a main card, you you've got to you've got to do two at this yeah. point at minimum. Um, especially when you, when you, if you have two women's titles on your roster, whether or not you have two women's title matches on the pay-per-view, I don't care, but you need to have at least two women's matches on the main card. If I'm move the scramble to zero hour. Absolutely. There you go. There you go. So, uh, next up, uh, uh, there's two matches left that we haven't talked about. Samoa Joe swerve and hangman page or Magnum TA Jr., or whatever we want to call Paige. Uh, Paige comes out with a crutch this week and, you know, pulls the wool over, you know, does a real heelish move, and obviously Paige, uh, which I don't have a problem with. And I mean, you know what? Paige probably may be the avenue to which Swerve wins this match and becomes uh, the AEW world champion. And I would love that. I think that, you know, I mean, the – Swerve is like an interesting character because you either, you know, a lot of the people love him and he does, he's an incredible athlete, you know? Um, and uh, if you compare the athletics to all the three guys in the match, without a doubt, both those, you know, Swerve and Hangman are both more athletic than Samoa Joe. But, you know, I don't know. I, I, I would love to see Swerve win this. I don't want to see it end uh, the way it starts. You know, I don't want Joe holding on to that title. And then uh, who knows, you know, I mean, I have a feeling we're going to get some surprises. Maybe, you know, maybe MJF makes an appearance, you know, tomorrow night, you know, because, uh, you know, I mean, he is he he doesn't have the title. And, it, uh, you, you know, it wasn't like he lost it because he was healthy, you know. Um, so what do you guys think? I of hope when he comes back, he's not. I hope he has other things on his minds to focus on other than the world title. Um, I guess. Yeah, that may. that picture is a little crowded right now um i don't know i mean a, a few weeks ago i was really thinking that this was swerve's time we know that it's not closing the show and so now i i without that i don't know i i honestly um i could see this going any of the three ways M least likely adam page winning but i the more time has gone on the more i feel like joe could retain um, and hold this off a little bit longer and swerve in hangman are basically the reason why neither of those two actually win. Um, Joe takes advantage, um, continue this on a little bit, and then maybe swerve can take it in a singles match where it is the main event of the night, whenever that is. I don't know if that's, uh, you know, like one of the, they're talking about adding an April pay-per-view, um, before we get to double or nothing in May. 
So maybe it's that. Maybe it is double or nothing. I don't know. Um, but I don't know. The I'd like to see it go to Swerve. I don't want to see Swerve lose any momentum before he wins that title. I think Swerve has to win the world title this year. Yeah. Um, not doing that would be a gigantic mistake. I'd kind of like to see them open the pay-per-view with Swerve winning the world title in the first match. Yeah, why not? You know, I, like I said, the order we went through and talking about him does not mean it's necessarily the order in which you'll see him. Why not? You know, I mean. Uh, the only thing for certain is that the Sting match is closing the show yeah. as it needs to. And and that's the last one I've come up to, yeah. which is Sting and Darby. I, I'm conflicted on that world title match to Artiste, Rich. Um, I I love Joe, and I feel like he deserves a long title reign. And I, I don't want him to be a transitional champion, but Swerve is hot right now. Yep. We all it thought was tricky. Yeah. It, it, I mean, go go back, go back to what happened with Hangman Adam Page. I think they waited too long to pull the trigger on him as champion. And then I think his reign kind of stalled and suffered for that. Swerve is red hot right now. Yeah. So yeah. I no, would yeah, not Hang, be upset Hangman. for that for that change. I totally agree with that. And the only worse title reign than Hangman's was that guy that's over in the other company now. Um, you call that a title reign? Well, well, multiple ones with no defenses. <laughs> yeah. Um, can't wait for his WrestleMania match. Oh, wait, never mind. Yeah. Um, yeah don't, are you loving, yeah. by the way, are you loving Drew McIntyre's ripping of him? Uh, isn't yeah. that, that's the best. Yeah. Um, did I imagine this or did he post the cult of personality lyrics, but he changed it where it said, look in my eyes. What do you see? A guy who gets hurt easily. (laughs) I love the the picture. He's a little fragile. I love, I love the picture of the tombstone. So, I mean that that, that's, you know, but I I'm enjoying that because I have a bad feeling that, you know, punk, you know, I mean, they're building something up between him and drew, but well, you know, who knows when it'll be, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you know, the I think uh, when you think of, like, title reigns, yeah, Hangman's was definitely non-memorable. But, you know, Joe was like, I think originally they wanted Swerve to take it off of MJF, I thought was where they were going with it eventually. And, we, of course, obviously with MJF being injured, we couldn't get to that. So maybe Joe is just like, you know, I don't want to say he's, you know, the transition, but that may be the way they want to go. I don't know. I, I'm just going to throw this out there randomly too. When when Hangman finally won the belt and stuff, I someday I want to ask Tony Khan. Like, I really think the long term plan, whether it was actually in his mind or it was going to come to his mind, I really think that Hangman would have either uh, won the title from or lost the title to Brody. I really think that is how that would have played out um, with all the dark Dark Order stuff and the way like the amount of champions we were at at that point and everything. Um, it just got kind of lost in the shuffle once, once hangman won and then the booking of dark order got kind of weird. And then it felt like hangman kind of had the belt for, I don't know. They, he wasn't like the primary focus because of other things that were going on in the company at that point. And then it was just like, Oh, well this other guy's here. We got to have him take the title. Um, and he's going to get hurt and then everything's <laughs> going to get interim and stupid for a while. And Oh, John Moxley. Cause we can't forget about John Moxley. Um, I hated that era of the world title um, and hope that now we're back in like it meaning a lot. And I like the current champion. I like where this is potent, all the potentials that it could go, that belt could go this year with different people, whether that's swerve, whether that's later on Osprey, 
um, other stuff. Like there's a lot of really good, refreshing new possibilities there, as opposed to going back to a Moxley or Jericho or Punk or whatever. Like, um, so I, the only thing is like, when is Hangman's got to get like a win at some point in all of this? Um, I, I love the work he's doing. Um, it, and I think he should continue to go down that heel route, but, um, hard to give him a win over swerve if swerve's already the champion at that point too. So, um, I don't, I don't know how you, if this one's a tough one to book, but, um, would Paige I, walk out with nuclear heat if he won? Would Paige? Is there? Uh, yeah. yeah, I think so. Because that would probably um, be the the result that people least want to see. I mean, unless unless you're going to be surrounded by all cowboys there in North Carolina uh, tomorrow. I mean, I <laughs> well, it, it is I where he's from. Yeah, it is where he's from. So uh... and having like a a bit like I mean, Joe has had like heel stuff going on or whatever, but having a true heel champion, it's been a little while because MJF was over as a baby face there and stuff. And yeah. Joe has been kind of back and forth a little bit and stuff. And I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe the crowd really wants Swerve to win and you think Swerve's going to win. And then all of a sudden Adam Page sneaks in and he wins and the crowd is upset and that gets him to that next level of heel heat. I'm not opposed to that. That that would definitely have to happen on the kickoff of the show then, because you could not end that before the sting match at the end of the night. So. No, that that match needs to not be right before Sting. It needs to either be I don't want it in the middle of the card, and the crowd's gonna be hot enough for it that you really could put it wherever. But I really I would open the show with that. I don't I don't want it to be lost in the shuffle of of everything else. So um, I hope that's the way they go with it. Yeah, and speaking of everything else, we do have the the main event will be Sting and Darby Allen versus the Young Bucks. For the AEW tag team title Sting's retirement match, so it's like it's kind of weird that you put the title on Sting and then he's like, "I'm going to retire anyways." And it's like, so you know, you're setting up. I don't want you used a bad word in the last uh, segment there, uh, Mr. Artis. You said "interim." I hate that word. Oh and, God, no. and I, I don't yeah, want. Don't know, yeah. I hope that does not come to play. At Wouldn't all. be the first time he used a bad word on the show recently. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, <laughs> true. I, I don't. Uh... I don't want to see Sting win this match. Um, I am a little bit of a traditionalist, I guess, in wrestling. Uh, Sting hasn't lost in AEW. Um, there's a way to pull this off where the where Nicholas and Matthew uh, take the belts and uh, leave the picture, and the like. the The pay per view needs to end with Sting and maybe his friends and the crowd and all of that doesn't need to have the belts there and that doesn't you don't even by the time the pay-per-view signs off you shouldn't even be thinking about the jacksons the jackson too like you don't need to like they're already backstage with their belts you're not thinking about the tag titles anymore you're just thinking about sting um but i don't like the idea of darby and sting retaining and then putting like forfeiting the belts i, yeah, d I yeah. definitely don't like the idea of darby keeping the belts and getting a new partner no way and I don't like the idea of surrendering the belts. I just the Jacksons need to win it. Well, you and know, they're yeah. like their heel work. Like there's a lot of haters of them and stuff um, from not just like because they're heels, but like obviously they're playing up the whole gimmick. The the real life thing is 
blending into storyline and stuff like that. But I think a, a title run for them right now doesn't need to be long, but it could do some good things too um, and help whoever they then drop those belts to. I do want to point out that Tony Khan did say he wanted Sting to do his final match at All In. So I'm not saying that uh, that this retirement is not going to be a retirement, but you know the world of wrestling. They pull the they'll they'll do something crazy, and Sting will still you know who knows. But I hope not. I don't know. No, I don't think no. so. I don't. Sting AEW is, is different. Not, that's that's WWE mentality. I don't think, or maybe even WCW mentality to an extent. I Sting's yeah. last match is tomorrow. I don't think you're ever going to see him wrestle again. You're gonna you might see him on another Dynamite in the future. Um, I I hated how it was like Sting's final Dynamite. Sting's final Dynamite. Yeah. Like, stop. Like it, it's not. Uh, that doesn't need to be the case. He could still potentially make appearances or whatever and stuff. He could manage. Maybe put, he him won't, in a, put him in but, a suit. He could manage, you know? I mean, I have a feeling he's not done, you know? But I'd be, I'd be fine with him being done. Um, like, and, and that's not, I don't mean that as like, I want him gone or anything like that, but he, there's not going to be anything that he could do after tomorrow that's bigger than tomorrow. Like it, it should just be the closing uh, of things because you're not. If he shows back up later, I mean, I don't. I'm not. I'm not going to say it's going to seem like Ric Flair walking around aimlessly as a guy who's like not going to have a match. You know, Sting's not going to have a match or whatever. Like, why would he need to be there? Um, and I don't. They don't use like general managers there and stuff like that. I, 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 I kind of feel like tomorrow should truly be it okay well then um, that, i and i agree i agree and, and i agree but i i you know sting is still loved by a lot of people so and i think tony said that there could be sting appearances maybe sting will go out and do like uh what wwe used to do is where they'd have like on sale dates and they'd send like a someone who's retired to go and hang out uh, with people coming in to buy tickets or something you know or find some way to use him as a in a pr way you know uh possibly uh, but, you know, we did get to see Sting on a string one more time. So we did get that, uh, you know, uh, on Wednesday. It'd probably be the last. That, that was one. Of, like, they. it looked really cool. Um, it seemed a little, I don't know, the booking of the segment was a little weird in terms of the timing of things. But, um, and also the fact that, like, the Bucks are on the stage with their bats and they're ready to attack Sting and they're confident. And then all of a sudden Sting is equidistant or further away in the like by the ring but now and all they of a sudden the they're like ground. oh my god we're so scared <laughs> what you still have your bats you're still like there's nothing's changed you, yeah. you already turned around like why all of a sudden are you scared as opposed to if you walked out the tunnel yeah. um that didn't really make sense to me but that's a small thing i don't he was tied but, up in the gear getting it taken off too they could have gone down and beat him up while he was trying to get that stuff off you know Sorry. I just I can't Real believe world. how many people online were just like once they found out that like Tony and crew had reached out to Martha Hart and just been like, hey, like we're thinking about doing this, whatever. Like, I think that was a very respectful thing to do. And the amount of people out there and WWE tribalists and stuff that were hating on Tony Khan and AEW for reaching out to Martha Hart to kind of like get her approval on this. Why is that a bad thing? Like, I I give them a ton of respect for doing that. Um what would they have done had Martha said no? I don't know, but I don't care because she like she gave her blessing for it. And like, I think that's really cool. Um, so the amount of people that are like that will find anything to hate about anything that a company does, whether that's AEW or WWE, 
whatever. Like, I, I hate yeah. I hate on plenty of things that WWE does, but I I'm willing to call out when they do the right things too. So to be honest with you, Sting was doing the thing on the string before Owen Hart was coming down. So oh, yeah. well yeah. well before that. So it was like he's actually no, but, but he after, stopped I mean, doing it was it. a little weird when it happened, you know, within the year or so after that incident. Um no, you're right. They stopped and, doing it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and I, I did I didn't want to see it again for a while after that and stuff. And um but I like I think it was it was cool because it was something that like they just did on Wednesday and nobody expected it. Nope, it hadn't right, like right. It hadn't been referenced or teased or done in so long that it was cool. But it's just a little yeah. thing. Like it's over with now. And, and WCW. Um, I am curious what they put together for their entrance tomorrow because you know it's going to be special. WCW used to do the uh, where they would see Sting up in the rafters before they would do it. You know they'd have you know, but that's where the hook signal is. So you don't want to do that because maybe Hook mm -hmm. will come down next time. But you know maybe they got to ask Shawn Michael if it's, if it's okay to you know do a zip line down to the ring or something. You know, uh, maybe that's what it'll do tomorrow. Who knows? You know. It's. It, I think it's. It's. You know. I. It, it was. It was impressive, and I'm surprised. He's got to come out to Metallica tomorrow, right? I would oh, assume. sure. Yes, he can destroy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I. Who knows? Maybe they'll I be did, there. I did like comedian Mike Lawrence sharing a picture of Sting dropping from the rafters, and he said, "64-year-old wrestler Sting looking like an unwanted prize in a claw machine." <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. So that we that. Sorry, we're having a little fun here. We try to be funny, but uh, yeah, that well, we'll see what happens. I'm super excited. Let's get to talk about something else before we uh, get out of here. Let's talk about, uh, and, and by the way, it's going to be a great pay-per-view. DC, we are going to be watching for you. You know, are you going to have a meet madness sign? <laughs> what well, what would you do if you're like looking for me in the crowd and then you do see a sign that says I was told there would be meat? <laughs> <laughs> I would die la I would capture that image and uh, post it all over the place. I smell like meat. Yeah. <laughs> I smell like beef. <laughs> Well, there'll be a lot of meat in that first match, probably most likely, unless they move it to the pre-show. So, uh, but you know, let's uh, let's uh, let's continue. I want to talk a little bit about the Rock last night on SmackDown. Rock's going to be on SmackDown for the next couple weeks. He put out a, a piece of news saying I'll be there next week, the week after. Obviously, he's building up WrestleMania thing. We got a lot of kind of movement in the story this past week when The Rock. Rock came out, first of all, and said everyone smokes crack wherever they were. In Arizona, I think it was, last night. It was pretty funny, though. He was, like, calling everybody crack smokers. And the number one... <laughs> <laughs> number one drug abusers in the United States, but he uh, obviously building up that heel. He as much more. And, and he, uh, now you can tell he's definitely doing the heel stuff because when he goes to his catchphrases, he stops and changes it to something else so that people can't sing along with him. But the interesting thing about it is rock, you know, on Monday night raw, we saw Cody Rhodes challenge the rock to one-on-one -on -one. And uh, and then The Rock came back with, uh, okay, I'm going to tag with Roman against you. And he calls Seth Rollins a clown uh, over and over. Uh, and he Walking said, clown emoji. Yeah, walking yeah. clown emoji. And he says, uh, you know, and if you lose this match, then the, the then his people will be manning every position during the match against Roman at the next night at WrestleMania. So you'll someone will be a timekeeper. Someone will be a referee. Rock will probably be the referee. And you know that's so. But if they but if he beat if they beat him, then they there will be no presence of the bloodline on the next night, which is the reason why Cody lost last year at WrestleMania. Obviously, maybe and maybe that's a redemption there. But I think the most interesting part was 
that uh, Roman Reigns stopped The Rock uh, on his closing line and uh, told him that he had to acknowledge him. And The Rock acknowledged Roman Reigns as his tribal leader, you know, which I, I thought, you know, that that's really going off the deep end of you know, this whole angle here. And I thought that was fantastic, by the way, and it really did move the story forward, but it just shows you Roman's in charge of everybody, including The Rock and The Rock. And they were chanting Triple H for some reason last night. I can't remember. He was like bad. He was bad mouthing management, and then Triple H name got chanted like crazy. And it was really loud. It was a lot of chanting going on. If you saw last night, but it did move the story forward. Now we were talking briefly during the when we were going through the AEW Revolution pay per view, how our Rob, Rob was saying how he's not a fan of what the you know making changing making that match. And, uh, that's what, it, I mean, that's what we, like I said, we had heard a couple months ago, what it was going to be was like a tag match then the first night and then the second night one-on-one. So, um, but that kind of solidifies it, you know, to what we're going to be doing for the two nights of WrestleMania, um, the crowd. I, and, and sure. It gives the rock a match on mania. Um, I don't know where this mean like where does drew mcintyre's important seem in all of this because he's also fighting one of those guys at mania and he's not a part of this picture at all um i just don't it's the same type of thing i'm talking about with AEW. like i just don't i don't need anybody wrestling twice on wrestlemania i, I miss when it was one night um and the only time i really was ever okay with something like that was uh Brett and Owen Luger and Yokozuna like that 94 the way it went uh that night but um I just I don't know I I feel like I understand them wanting to do something with Rock at Mania um I just kind of wish it was happening some other time and I hope that I mean in, in my opinion this like Rock and Roman win night 1 Bloodline is out there night 2 uh the way I would do it is have rock at some point in the match, not allow others in the bloodline to interfere, do stuff to Cody. Yeah. Uh, And that needs to be the extent of it. I do not want to see like Cody get a pin right after the rock knocks out Roman or something like that. Cody needs to win clean. Uh, And so there's a way to do that where, rock prevents stuff but i don't want rock on offense helping cheapening cody's win so you still so you still or taking any of the spotlight when he lifts his hand or something if he is the one that counts the pinfall or whatever i i would still rather see a regular referee actually count the pin and raise his hand and hand him the belt so so you still think the rock is going to do another swerve here uh, at wrestlemania weekend Yes. Uh, so do I. i i i have without a doubt more even though they're like over teasing it right now um yes it's this thing that's that's a big part of it yeah yeah you know that and he did it again last night too so it's like that and and you know i mean and he did you know i it's interesting because i think that uh you know i think this they're doing such good stuff with this storyline they really are i mean the whole if you think back to when rock and and cody bumped or taught you know Rock said something to Cody when Cody stepped down from being the main event of WrestleMania. And then the rock went to the ring, you know, it was like, you could see, you know, that there was some sort of collusion going on between those two. And then of course, Cody came, you know, the whole story after that, I just think this has been great. I think this is going to sell a million seats. 
And uh, but yeah, do we want two nights of those guys? I don't know. I mean, I don't. I can imagine it not being the main event. Maybe possibly of night one. You know, maybe. Lower. I think it will be. Yeah, I think it will be, and it's unfortunate for the women in that circumstance. Um, <laughs> I and also maybe for Seth. Well, for Drew. Um, I what I would more like to see is you build up kind of all these obvious teases, and then you get to the point where you. Th- you think that rock is turning on Roman and he doesn't and the crowd boos him like crazy and Cody has to overcome and still wins the belt. Even though like rock didn't end up turning, even though like you, you had that moment where you're like, Oh my God, this is happening or whatever. And then the rock tries to screw him over and then you can still go the same route after. I mean, I don't know how long rock's going to stick around after mania, but you can still do that stuff post mania after Cody wins the title. But I think it would be, much better to see Cody overcoming Rock and Roman uh, that night specifically, as opposed to Rock doing anything to help. Yeah, the Rock. The Rock. Um, I think that uh, you know, and plus Seth Rollins is wrestling another match too, so it's like he's got Drew McIntyre, like you said. So. <clears throat> Does that happen the second night too? With those both those guys being, I think that makes a stack second night. That's for sure. If that's you're going to get the, but I think it's it's good story writing. I know Gowitz is back with uh, the Rock and he's writing exclusively for anything the Rock says is pretty much been written by. Brian. Well, they're saying Jason Jordan had a big part of it last night. But oh. I don't know. I mean, one way or another. Uh... 37 minutes for that segment oh my god i thought the rock was going way too long it's like are you he, kidding he's me not like, get, he is not getting to the point it's like he's not getting to the point it took forever no. but he did we did find out that solo is a good singer okay um i like to think that when the crowd was chanting solo they were chanting solo solo because they want solo to do a solo <laughs> that's um, what i was thinking too it's like you yeah. know where's our solo you know uh, and solo solo didn't crack. I mean, you could tell like he did like the whole like face wash thing or whatever to try to, but like he he held his ground there and didn't he didn't crack. So credit to him on that. He didn't get all the crackhead Karens going there out in uh, in can, Arizona. Can I be Mister Negative for a second? <laughs> sure. If we're if we're gonna do that match, that big tag match on night one, what happens if there's an injury? Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, that's 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 a problem. I don't know. Go with the original plan, maybe. Go with, you know, I don't know. That's a good question. I Hopefully wow. not. Uh, <laughs> and you got guys coming um, back. I mean, it may be Seth Rollins' first like, match To me, back. that's reason yeah. enough to not have them wrestle both nights. Yeah. I mean, that's, oh, boy. It's your biggest show of the year. You're really going to jeopardize it because you want to put them in two matches on two different nights. Yeah. And yeah. there's there's nothing else you get. Like, a, I... I, there are other matches that I would like to see main event night one, but there's absolutely no match that can main event night two and be anywhere. Co- like you can't be like, Oh, now our main event of night two, the final match at WrestleMania is. Yeah. Uh, I don't even like here's Grayson Waller and Austin. <laughs> like, I, I like, I don't know what you would do. Um, I also don't, I mean, if, if I'm booking it, I would like to see if you had to have that tag match night one, then that pushes Rollins and Drew to night two. And at that point, I would love to see either Bailey EO or Rhea Becky main event night one. Problem is, I can't really decide which of those two is actually the bigger match. Um, Bailey deserves it that moment. 
but I feel like Rhea is the biggest star out of all four of them. And she hasn't main evented a mania night. I, I don't I don't know what you'd do with that, but I, I really still would love to see one of those matches go on last night one. Yeah, you know, uh, if you want, if you uh, last weekend was the elimination chamber, we didn't really talk much about that. But in the elimination chamber, we got a lot of what's going to be happening uh, at WrestleMania. So it, uh, you know, we got a lot of matchups that happened during the actual uh, match uh, where we saw, uh, like, for instance, Randy Orton getting knocked out with uh, knuckles for by that were provided by. What's Logan Paul? Yeah, Logan Paul. And so that kind of leads, looks like we're going to get a Logan Paul, Randy Orton match. You know, obviously Drew McIntyre won that elimination chamber. So Drew is going to be taking on Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Rhea Ripley defeated Nia Jax, which, boy, that looked like a lot of work uh, when I was watching it. Nia (laughs) Jax is horrible. She has not gotten any better. And somebody, they keep I don't her remember back. who it was. There was somebody in wrestling media this week that said like, oh, she's been doing a really good job as of late. And I was like, are you kidding me? It was the worst opinion I've seen from somebody who like considers themselves some kind of wrestling journalist or whatever. <laughs> like, no, she's not like that was uh, I don't remember if it was Alvarez. Somebody said like that was the biggest match that she's ever going to be in and i agree with that like she was in the main event of a stadium show that's not going to happen again I, yeah. uh especially after the way she performed it i felt so. i felt terrible for rhea ripley because her back must be hurting after that match because she had to pick her up and slam her and that she was had to carry the whole thing he yeah. physically and metaphorically had to carry yes. her the yeah. whole time yes big time mm-hmm. yeah that was and that that looked it just looked raw thank god it was only 14 minutes long uh, but, uh, yeah, th- so now Rhea is taking on Becky Lynch and, uh, on the, in, uh, at WrestleMania, which, uh, a lot of people saw coming, but I mean, you know, Be- I think Rhea has been held pretty much away from, uh, judgment day. So, and Rhea is, uh, uh, loved by everybody. So, you know, I don't think that, that, that group's necessarily, uh, Rhea doesn't need to be with those guys, but who knows? We'll see what happens at WrestleMania if they come down with her or not. Uh, Judgment Day did defend their titles against the New Catch Republic, which was Pete Dunne and Tyler Bates. That was a fantastic match, man. Those, and you know, uh, I'll tell you, Damian Priest is a big guy, but man, he does some incredible things in that ring for such a big guy. Uh, as well as, of course, uh, you know, Pete Dunne and uh, 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 Tyler or Tyler Bate. There, that was like just an incredible match. It was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, the I hope we're working towards a DIY versus New Catch Republic at SummerSlam or something. Oh yeah, that'd be great. We do have news about SummerSlam coming too, so coming close to here, sort of. Uh, the Kabuki Warriors also defeated Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. And if you saw last night's SmackDown, you saw it looked like Jade Cargill kind of like do having some sort of relationship with uh, with uh, uh, Bailey's group there. Uh, a little bit backstage thing going between them. So they finally worked Jade kind of back into what's going on. And I don't know if she, if Jade was having heat with them or not because I don't understand Japanese and they were yelling at her, so I don't know. But uh, they are moving forward with that. Uh, Jade is actually – maybe Jade will make it back in time for WrestleMania. I don't know. But uh, uh, it was a fun pay-per-view. It only went two and a half hours, you know. And I did we did talk about it last week because I watched it before – we went on the air, so we were like the post-game show for it. You know? um, but it was definitely uh, um, 
a lot of uh, it was a lot of fun, and it did lead to where we're all going. And by the way, if you want to watch tonight AEW's Revolution pay per view, you can get it for forty nine tomorrow night. I'm sorry, tomorrow night forty nine ninety nine at BR Live. Uh, and there's probably some Triller TV as well. You can find it other places. So definitely, uh, you want to check that out. Uh, hopefully we'll get together and watch it. Cause I definitely, we definitely have to, it's the time of year in which wrestling is going to take up a lot of weekends coming up in, within a month or so. So WrestleMania, is that only that every, far? Every weekend for yeah. the next month plus it's going to be at least. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Uh, we're going to have to have a get together for WrestleMania. I will be back in town. Oh yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's... I'm coming up for the eclipse, and that's the yeah. Monday after. So that's right. That's I right. did get another message yesterday. I got some Temple friends that are really trying to get me to go down for Mania um, at the home of the Temple Owls and some other NFL team, but yeah. I, I don't know yet. So yeah, you don't want to get lost yeah. out there in the. We should. We do definitely need to get together. So there's so much going on that week in Philly that's not Mania that I really want to go to. That going to Mania would kind of be. I guess the icing on the cake or something for that week, but not really the main reason to go. So we'll see. One last thing I want to talk about <laughs> before I go through the news. Uh, NXT had a, a surprise re- reappearance of Sean Spears this past week. Uh, kind of surprised because I, uh, Sean Spears, we haven't seen Sean Spears since leaving AEW. And Sean Spears came out, and uh, I thought that was great. I, uh, I It's great to have. Sean Spears back in NXT, uh, you know, uh, definitely a loss for AEW, but Sean was kind of, Sean was important. They let him, they let him go early. Yeah. He requested, they let him go early. I He was important. It's it's fine. There, he was somebody else that there there just wasn't room to give enough focus on, on AEW. And I think like NXT pulled it off well with doing what they had to do to keep it a true surprise and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Kudos to them. Definitely kudos to them. He, uh, uh, you know, he came out. Ridge Holland came out at the end of uh, a match, and he came out and kind of uh, started up with. Uh, uh, I don't know if he's going to be Ty Dillinger or he's going to be Sean Spears. Sean Spears. He's going to be Sean. That's Spears. what they listed him on. Yep. Okay, so that's awesome. He gets to use his real. Uh, he gets to use the Sean Spears name. We'll say and. Uh, it was uh, interesting because it's been a long time since we saw Sean Spears, but the crowd went nuts. They definitely knew who uh, who was the man behind hitting Ridge Holland with the chair. It was Sean Spears, and I thought that was I was actually surprised, believe it or not, because I didn't I didn't see that coming. So I and I also didn't go online much that day, so I can understand. It's just interesting and like just to upset all the WWE tribalists, but when you look at WWE, all the top attention, uh, Sean Spears came from AEW. Cody Rhodes was an AEW. Jade Cargill was an <laughs> AEW. CM Punk came back to wrestling because of AEW. All these top things happening in WWE are really because of AEW in a lot of ways. So Cody Rhodes is going to be arguably the biggest part of WrestleMania for a third year in a row. Um, that wouldn't have been the case without AEW. So yeah. Um, just saying that's been a big part of this, did you, uh, did you say CM- this booming that they need they need a little bit of credit in all of this did for, you- for the top stars that WWE is now able to use as they have their did, research. Did you say Phil Brooks too? <laughs> I mentioned him in that, but, uh, that's he, 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 I won't deny that he sells some tickets, but you know, that doesn't mean that I want to watch him just get injured and 
say stupid things, but you know, but think about it. Think about the guys that are there. They brought, you know, I mean, it was like almost like AEW was a feeder league for WWE for a couple weeks there, you know. So it's like, uh, so let's get into the news. Uh, we uh, there's a lot of news that uh, we want to whip through. Uh, interesting. TNA Wrestling is planning to go live on Access TV every Thursday, probably starting next year. And they're looking at Full Sail University, which you might remember where NXT used to take place. Uh, and uh, now NXT uh, uh, does in the training center and everything. But Full Sail University, uh, uh, you know, it's a college where people learn how to put on TV shows. So hopefully that's, I think that's pretty cool news if it's true uh, or if it happens. But uh, they're looking to go live I, next year. It's a tough thing financially, but any wrestling company that has weekly tv doing live tv is such a big difference and again i like i avoided spoil i avoid spoilers for rampage i have avoided the spoilers for collision tonight since it was taped but there's no chance that any tape show will ever feel like a live show to me and i know a lot of other people that watch wrestling i know some people don't care about that argument whatsoever but if they can go back to being live Personally, I'll be very happy about that. I think it it's an immediate boost for the product. Definitely, definitely. I think it's exciting news for uh, you know TNA to go live. I mean, they've never really have done that, and they did. It was year. It was when they were on Spike TV years and years and years ago. So, uh, and it's a smart thing if they can like the companies that have done uh, a lot of tapings or live shows in the Orlando area. It makes sense, especially now more than ever with how many wrestlers live within driving distance of Full Sail and stuff like that, that you can bring these people in once a week for shows and things like that, where it's going to be a lot less of an expense as opposed to flying everybody out to random places around the country throughout the week or like every week, which I, I still prefer that. Like I like the look of a different arena each week and stuff like that, but going live more than anything, I think is a big deal. Definitely without a doubt. So Hello, one eye. All right. Uh, unfortunately, we had some uh, wrestlers die this past week. Um, and, uh, Rob, we did talk about uh, Mr. Gaines, Anthony Gaines, last weekend, which was really sad, a uh, local wrestler here. Uh, and, like, uh, which, no. yeah, it's, a, it's kind of – And that will be – I, I uh, may – not that it's important in that conversation at all, but I may have to remove, remove myself from the group chat briefly or something like that because his service is tomorrow night. Um, so I might not be watching all of the pay-per-view live and things like that. But um, yeah, I, it's, uh, I don't know, still hard to kind of wrap my head around all of that. But uh, just a really good dude that it's uh, it's really unfortunate to yeah. see. And um, nice to see all of the local and local-ish wrestling companies kind of coming together and, um, supporting him in different ways and his family and everything like that. But uh, he was a good dude. Yeah. So. And unfortunately this week, uh, Ole Anderson uh, died at the age of 81 this past week. It was on Monday. Ole, former guest on the show, even though we felt yeah. he was really scorned by the business. Uh, he had a book out and uh, he was one of the original four horsemen. He booked Georgia championship wrestling. He was very, very integral in a lot of people's careers and uh it's a bummer um like i i don't want to speak ill of the dad or anything and i agree with everything you're saying there it's just tough to i can't i can't not acknowledge the the things that teddy long and people have said about the blatant racism from him too so i i think he had a lot of contributions but i 
I guess I feel the need to say that as opposed to just sure. saying he was amazing with a perfect legacy, but he certainly did a lot of big things in the wrestling business too. Yeah, he was, uh, I mean, very inst instrumental in my personal viewing because he was part of the Minnesota Wrecking Crew when I used, when I was like in high school, yeah, uh, junior high school, and he was, they, he brought, he and his brother Gene brought in Ric Flair into the NWA, and that led Ric Flair to be everything he was. So, uh, and of course, I'm so a, that was obviously before my time, way uh, before most of your time. stuff, way um, before your time. When, when did you or other wrestling fans realize or start to question that Oli and Arn were not real brothers? I don't know. That's if, what I'm wondering. Uh, Oli and Arn, yeah, maybe Gene. We did, but only I thought you know. I mean, a lot of times they would like introduce somebody as an as a cousin or something, and uh, there was a Lars Anderson too, who was like a cousin apparently, but not really. But I never really thought that. Uh, Arn was ever related to him, but I could believe it. They looked kind of alike, maybe a little. Since bit. I came around watching wrestling after that, all of that, I yeah. was just like, "Oh, they look similar." Like this, yeah, they're brothers. And then after a little, while, I was like, "Wait a minute, mm, no. maybe not." Especially when one marries the other's kid or something, you know. Uh, so, uh, well, I think that's what well. Happened. They're from the south. Yeah, I was gonna say, Danny, you want to take that one as a as a new southerner? Hello, yeah. hello, I don't know if <laughs> hello. So. Uh, uh, you know, we do, you know, uh, send our best to his family. We had Mike Jones pass away. Virgil died at the age of 61 on Wednesday. Cause of death's not been disclosed, though he had battled dementia and suffered multiple strokes. Uh, he said he passed away peacefully at a hospital. Uh, Virgil, big, I mean, you know, the funny thing is, is, you know, we, we kind of joke about Virgil all the time, but he was very instrumental in things going on. And he was in the middle of a lot of things in the formation of the WWF. And, uh, he was, um, you know, I mean, yes, at the end there, you know, he was trying to get kid, trying to get, have people pay him to sign Hacksaw Duggan's uh, two by fours when we were at a show. Uh, you know, he goes, give me 20 bucks. I'll sign that too. You know, but I mean, he was obviously, it was, there were some fun times with him, but it, you know, he was very important. I remember, you know, there was, you know, he was by the side of the million dollar man. He held that belt. He actually won that belt because Roddy Piper told him to be his own man, you know, and, uh, he did. I mean, that's he, one of the biggest turns of that era. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's so many stories, uh, about there and so many experiences that a lot of us have had with Virgil making appearances on indie shows or conventions or whatever. And wrestling superstar. Um, even went to local ring announcers, Chris Gullo's bachelor party like show like they we was a surprise booking for that um he he was always super friendly like yes he was a carny but the way he played yes. into it was was funny um and obviously the people that kind of helped a little bit with his social media and stuff like he embraced a lot of that so um i mean i i have nothing but good memories of being around him and announcing him and like this just the like his he, he was always fun he was happy he was like yeah, like he he knew how to try how to try to work people to get them to buy an eight by ten and stuff like that. But that was part of the entertaining part of all of it. And honestly, I I'm gonna say this: he as much of a gimmick and a joke as it was, I don't know if I ever would have finally tried Olive Garden's meat sauce if it weren't for Mr. Mike Jones and how much he praised it. So wow. um, it is actually good for for chain food. So um, thank you. Uh, 
Virgil Vincent's Mike um, Jones. Yeah. yeah. Mike. Yeah. I, you know, he was a, he was a member of the NWO when he was, he was on, on WCW. He, I remember when we had that show out in Akron, New York, where I was saying he signed, he was getting kid, trying to get kids to sign. Uh, he was trying to sign their uh, two by fours that Hacksaw had just signed, but also him working kids to go get $20 from their parents for an eight by 10 signed by him. I loved that. I was sitting there and I was laughing my head off and he, he knew he was entertaining people by doing that. He was yeah. grabbing kids and he was telling them, go tell your dad, give me 20 and I'll give you an eight by 10 or you can take a picture with me. You know, he was like doing stuff like that. It was, and you know what? And he was all, all, he was very happy, all in sense of humor, you know, and uh, you know, and it's like, and, he, and it's like Virgil's not booked, but he's here. So <laughs> it's like, yeah, there were, there were experiences like that yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that like everybody's got stories about Virgil and that's, uh, it's sad to see, um, you know, how it all, um, went down these last couple of years and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of laughs and a lot of memories there for De sure. Definitely. And, uh, the, the last person who pa passed away died this past week was Paul Vachon, he a uh, longtime pro wrestler. He uh, Paul was the younger brother of Maurice Mad Dog Vachon. The duo won the AWA tag titles. Their sister Vivian Vachon was also a pro wrestler. Paul was the adoptive father of Luna Vachon. Condolences to the Vachon family and friends. Um, yeah, I remember. I remember the Vachons, very hairy dudes, you know. And uh, but he was eighty six too, so may have been old age, you know. Um, but. Found found that uh, you know it's it, it, I found that that was the last one I heard this morning. So it's like it's just you know too too many of these passing away and dying. Threes, yeah, yeah. yeah there's, so. a, there's a lot that's been going. On. Yeah, it's one of those stretches of stuff. But um, yeah, hopefully that stops soon. So uh, some other news: WWE Raw is in search of a temporary home. We've talked about this before. Uh, beginning in January 2025, Raw will, is set to move to Netflix. Uh, and by the way, Netflix did host uh, the uh, what was the award ceremony last weekend? They did. They actually have a streaming channel now. Screen Actors Guild. Yeah, Screen Actors. The Screen uh -huh. Actors Guild. Yeah. So they. So now I know how they're going to do it when it comes to Raw. Is they're going to do it like that? So I have more of an idea. But uh, um, so the Raw is set to start there in January next year, marking the end of its run in USA in October 2024. However, there's a brief period where USA deal ends, when Netflix deal begins, and with many in the WWE universe wondering where Raw will air in that time. During a recent TKO fourth quarter earnings call, uh, Andrew Schlemmer uh, addressed the situation, affirming the company's commitment to securing a temporary broadcast platform for Raw during the last few months. You know, they still have the WWE Network still out there someplace, you know. They can do it on Peacock, too, you know. Uh, also, in, they intend to renew their license. Uh, they want to renew it on USA for the end of the year, but that probably won't happen with them moving. So they're not. nothing is, is set in stone yet, but uh, they, you'll, you're going to have to look for Raw. I'm sure they'll make it obvious. You know, I remember. The I still campaign this. Uh, it won't happen, but take the break, Three rotate months. people on SmackDown, and let your talent refresh as they get rotated on little vacations in their first ever off season. Uh, it's okay to take a few months. Like you're still going to have other programming on things like that, as opposed to having a weird era. Of, I don't know. I that, that's not a possibility. I'm sure they'll figure something out. Um, but it seems a little like the, those most recent quotes, it was like them kind of admitting like, uh, we don't know what we're going to do, but yeah. we're working on it. Like, 
Oh, so you don't really have any true options right now, it seems. No, no, I'm but. sure. You know, it's three months, so it's like, yeah, maybe, they, you know, who knows? But uh, it's interesting, as uh, George said, that SmackDown, NXT, and Raw are tape delayed on Hulu, and I know that the Hulu tape delays also edit things out, too. So it only I think Raw turns into a much shorter show due to the, the tape delaying. So well, we'll, can we'll, they, If they put up SmackDown, can they edit out all those periods of uh, blank screens and silence from last night? That yeah. was a mess. Seriously, you know it. Uh, it. Uh, we heard that some of that was the result of a die rocky die sign. Die rocky. Yeah, there was. I don't Which know, you could still see at one point. Yeah, yeah I saw. I definitely saw it on TV. It, I think he was saying some risky stuff too. It wasn't PG. It was really oh, he's was, saying some of the least PG stuff he's really ever said. If you think about it, yeah, um, it's entertaining. I mean, I, I. The Rock coming back as a babyface would do absolutely nothing for me right now, but him doing some heel work is is entertaining. He definitely, he definitely, yeah, and he definitely was working the the heel mic last night, you know, and, and you know it. Uh, he he, I think he embraces that. So we'll see. He's going to be here the next couple of weeks. So some other news, uh, big news uh, for former NW NJPW New Japan Pro Wrestling superstar Tamatanga. Uh, he is uh, his last name is actually Leon, which is uh, makes him the son of uh, Haku. Um, Tonga spent 14 years in New Japan where he was former seven-time IWGP tag champ, four-time IWGP never openweight champ, and four-time IWGP never openweight six-man tag. Wow, they think you got enough belts in uh, AEW, huh? He was also an original member of the prestigious Bullet Club faction. We know that. Uh, one that includes members who have gone on to become top players across WWE and AEW, including Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, AJ Styles, Finn, Finn Baylor, the Good Brothers, Jay White, and uh, his final New New Japan Pro Wrestling match was at last Saturday's New Beginnings. Uh, Tonga is, of course, the son of Haku. He's also known, who is known as Mang in WCW, and apparently he's going to WWE. That's a lot of people are saying that he will be starting with WWE not too soon. So he definitely might fit in very well with the Bloodline, or you know, we'll see what happens. You know, maybe they can do some. Uh. I, I don't want to see him in the bloodline. I don't want to see the bloodline go on much longer or get anybody. But I'm with Gallows and Anderson. Yeah. Well, but they're on NXT right now. They they kind put of, him in NXT. Yeah. I don't. Put him in NXT. I, I think he like they do enough things for NXT to to bring big names into NXT and stuff. There's no reason why he can't just be in NXT at least for now. No, that's true. That's true. Um. So if you're watching AEW, they got a TV deal. So that's true. <laughs> If you're watching AEW Collision tonight, you can see Penta versus Brian Keith versus Dante Martin in a qualifier for the eight-man scramble match at AEW Revolution. So one of those three will be in it. Uh, you're going to get, uh, and it'll be in a match tonight, three-way match. AEW Women's Champ uh, Tony Storm and Deanna Praza speak before their title match at AEW Revolution. Orange Cassidy, Trent Beretta, Hook, and Daniel Garcia versus Christian Cage, Killswitch, Roderick Strong, and Brian Cage in an eight-man tag match tonight. Private Party uh, versus Christopher Daniels and Matt Seidel. And uh, uh, Max Caster, Anthony Bowens, Colton Gunn versus Evil Uno, John Silver, and Alex Reynolds. Wardlow will be interviewed. Thunder Rosa is in action, and Mariah May, by the way, one of my favorite new ones, Mariah May. Uh, oh, she's she's great, and she hasn't really had a chance to do much in the ring yet. No, but I do like Mariah um, May a lot. Uh, uh, is in action. Buddy Matthews will be in action as well. Um, some other news: former pro wrestler Billy J. Billy Jack Haynes. We may have briefly talked about last week or the week before was charged Wednesday in the fatal shooting of his 85 year old wife Janet or Jeanette. 
Uh, he, uh, Haynes, 70 years old, was charged with second-degree murder, unlawful use of a weapon, and has been booked in the Multama. I think I got bad speaking. I got bad pronunciation. County Detention Center in Portland, Oregon. So, shame. Uh, you know, we, the, he was. Uh, we talked about the uh, police coming to their place and finding her dead, and now he, Billy Jack Haynes, who you might remember as a. I remember Billy Jack Haynes in WWE. I think he was misused, uh, but then again, he's very much like Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yeah, these two are Duggan. These two guys looked like a lot like each other. So. But uh, he uh, he had a kind of a short run WWE. He's definitely one of those Portland wrestlers. So uh, and uh, probably is going to go to jail for the rest of his life, most likely if he's found guilty of uh, killing his wife. This is another piece of news I found interesting. Dwayne Johnson uh, this past week uh, uh, came out and talked about not only because is he a board member of TKO, but they gave him a bunch of his intellectual property back that he's never been able to copyright. So now The Rock, uh, Dwayne Johnson, he can call himself The Rock. That was one of the first things we talked about. But now he owns the rights to the Brahma Bull, People's Champion, the Samoan Sensation. He owns the rights to the Rock Bottom, to the People's Elbow, to Jabroni, which, believe me, that that word comes out before his existence. Candy Ass, Rudy Poo, and Know Your Role and Shut Your Mouth. And the People's Elbow, did I say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they gave him the rights to that that stuff. That's all his. He owns all that now, just to come on board. Um, so you're gonna probably see a ton of T-shirts coming out very soon with all of his sayings on it. And there, there was like, well, the Rock Nation, the Nation, Rudy Poo, uh, the Great One, Know Your Role, Shut Your Mouth, Team Bring It, The Rock Just Bring It. You know all these lines. Project Rock, Blue Hell. Blue hell? What in the blue hell is that? You know, no. I guess my only question is, like, does he, like, for future movies and stuff, is he going to be listed as Dwayne The Rock Johnson as opposed to just Dwayne Johnson? Yeah. Like, is he going to use that name for the Hollywood stuff? Isn't it too now? late? Isn't it too late? Hey, but, Rob, I'm I wonder, don't know. I, I think it might be too late. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, he's, like, in his 50s, okay? So he's, like... I can't, you know, I mean, he's still in great shape. Don't get me wrong. He can still probably go out and, you know, he can make these kind of movies, those high action adventures for a long time, but he is 50. So there's not that many he can do. But the next story, uh, I wanted to ask your opinion. Do you, Rob, did you see Kevin Nash coming out two weeks ago and talking about how he's not allowed to go to Sting's last match? And he said, yeah. Um, I kind of called him out on that because I got to think that, you know, that doesn't that transcend companies and stuff i mean you know yeah i mean i i i don't necessarily agree with all sides of it but i do see all sides of this whole kind of thing i don't think that wwe is actually preventing him from it's just his loyalty to triple h and triple h doesn't want it um but uh triple h brought in billy gunn uh to do hall of fame stuff and everything and i just don't like AEW has been willing to do whatever um, for WWE things and let Jericho appear on Stone Cold's podcast and all that kind of stuff that's happened um, that Sting deserves to have anybody there who wants to be there. Kevin Nash is somebody that should be there. Um, and so uh, I don't know how you distribute the blame on this. A good amount of it, I think, is on Nash. Um but I just don't, it doesn't give me a good feeling about Triple H in all this where it makes me think of 
how we wanted and Sting wanted Sting against Undertaker yeah. in WWE, but instead we got Triple H beating Sting at Mania for no reason, yeah. um, other than to basically just bury him. Um, so, um, it's disappointing. Um, I'm looking forward to like who we do get to see tomorrow, um, but it's uh, he should be there. Um, it's yeah. not if he's staying home because. He doesn't want to upset Paul Levesque. It's stupid. Yeah. And if Paul Levesque has a problem with it, he's stupid. Well, you did you see the story where it says he just paused for like four seconds after he asked? You know, and it's like he he interpreted that as no. And it's like, uh, and I, to me, it's like, I'm sure Triple H is like, dude, I didn't say no. I just paused, you know, as <laughs> in the middle of something, you know, <laughs> who knows, you know? I, yeah. I, you know? I, I mean, WWE had a chance to do a great send off for sting but quite honestly that little era of sting wwe was not good um tony khan is doing things the right way for him uh and i don't know i i'm looking forward to seeing some of those people that like we don't know all of the people that have popped up we know some people who have heavily hinted at it or said they'll be there but um it's yeah. just it's not right for I don't know. It, it, it is what it is in that situation, but especially if he's not actually under a contract that prevents it. Yeah. Come on, dude. He might, I, I, I still contend both sides should have come to an agreement where WWE allowed anyone that was, you know, close enough that wanted to be there to be there. AEW lets Dustin be at WrestleMania when Cody wins. Sure. Maybe, yes. And maybe that'll I agree with that. Maybe and, and everybody be, wins in a perfect world. There would be some way too that would allow, um, somehow for tony to pay to get some of that like non-wwe footage that wwe owns um the wcw stuff i mean to to not have any of that stuff for uh it sucks to not be able to use any of that video stuff for sting career videos and stuff like that that's such a huge part that is the biggest part of his career and they can't do any of that because a company owns that footage that didn't it's not like WWE made those those things happen they were the rival at that point but um that i mean it, it that's the nature of buying tape libraries and all of that like I, I get that it's just unfortunate but i wish that there was a way to make an exception even if it cost tony a ton of money or whatever i i don't hopefully at the very least he's able to get uh tna footage to mix in there i don't know i mean that whole relationship now is kind of weird um yeah. but uh I don't know. I hope it's not just New Japan and AEW clips, but we'll see. And Tony would pay. I think he'd pay. TNA would love oh, yeah. to take the money from Tony for stuff like that. So they, I want, they I certainly would, should. And for I mean, even if they weren't getting money, they should do it for the exposure and stuff like that. Be like uh, reminding all these fans of like, hey, like this big star was a big part of TNA for a long time. Like we're a legitimate company. Come watch our show too. Like, yeah. I if I'm TNA, I would let them use it for free if they weren't offering me money i would take the money if they were giving me money but sure like, sure yeah well we know i wouldn't we, say no <laughs> we know that uh, magnum ta is going to be there we know that looks like lex luger is going to be there uh and uh, who knows who may else show up so uh gotta get through this news we've gone a long time uh there's been talks of i gotta Jeff run okay but, uh enjoy the pay-per-view everybody oh, okay so. we'll see you we'll see you we'll see yeah. we'll talk this week there's been talks of using John Cena at this year's showcase of the Immortals, WrestleMania. They're not sure exactly what he wants to do or if he can, so we'll know soon, but they would like to use him. Huge update, WWE SummerSlam uh, premium live event. WWE's close to finalizing a deal that will bring WWE to the Cleveland Browns Stadium for SummerSlam. 
The rumored date will be happening on Saturday, uh, August 3rd, but an official announcement from WWE is supposedly coming in April. So we're going to have SummerSlam in Cleveland Browns Stadium August 3rd. Look right down your calendar. It's not absolutely set in stone yet, but it may happen. Um, let's see what else. Uh, we already talked about Miro having an issue with Tony Khan on the show. That's all the news I got in there. So Rob could have stayed another minute. Uh, but I think that's it. Uh, we're going to get out of here. I want to thank everybody who's following along. Please watch the pay-per-view. You can get it on, uh, uh, all sorts of places. Uh, Beecher Report live. Check that out. Or, well, Triller, I believe it was called. Uh, there's a bunch of places you can get it. And you can watch, uh, t- Tomorrow night, AEW Revolution pay-per-view. It's only $49.99. Pile your money together. Get together, get a pizza, have a good time. I think that's what uh, – we might be doing that. Danger and I, I have a feeling we're going to get together for that. So, But, DC, I want to thank you for the time. Uh, have a great time. Have a, I'm looking forward to it. If you do bring a sign, we'll be looking. I'm always looking for signs. So it's like you never know. But uh, it's going to be a great show, and hopefully you don't get – stuck driving home at after 12 30 at night or something on a Sunday, you know, should have taken Monday off of work. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, it's going to be a group. There's a lot of envy. Yeah. We'd love to be down there, but uh, we can't. So, uh, but yeah, have a great weekend and, uh, don't forget folks. You can see it here. All our old radio shows on iTunes as well as the painclinic.net. And we will see you next week. Same bat time, same uh, bat channel. See ya. Thank you everybody in the chat room.